Thank you, Larry, for those songs. I really like that song. I, I guess maybe it's because I try to try to be a bass singer. I like that part there in the chorus where I get to go leaning on Jesus. I kind of I kind of like that. And and when I sing it, it, uh, it 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 helps me realize that we always can. We can always lean on Jesus. And what a what a great blessing that is. We appreciate Larry leading the singing and Bradley with a good prayer. And all of you who've come out to be with us this morning, uh, especially those who perhaps are visiting with us, you're not here all the time, thank you for your attendance. Glad that you are here. There's a lot of passages today. You might want to go ahead and mark some of these. The first one is Romans 12. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. The next one will be Colossians 3. Verses 1 and 2. Then we'll do James 1. And we'll start at verse 22 and go through the next few verses. There'll be a couple more. I'll give them to you before we, before we actually recite them. The early church in the early days, they faced the very real danger of just absolutely being swallowed up by the world that was around them. Judaism was still a, a very strong influence in the church in those days. And, and frankly, it was those first century Jews who had not accepted Jesus as the Messiah who were their, their biggest persecutor. Back in the beginning, it was other Jews who were persecuting them. And there was still that influence in the church. It was hard for those Jewish Christians to just give up the law of Moses. And the Gentiles, they had to come out of idolatry and give up their, their false gods. And, and likely, those Gentiles had to make some big changes in their life. It's, I think it's very likely that their way of life was very different from this new Christian life that they've been called to lead. And so there, there were some big changes for those Gentiles to make. And so it was, it was really hard for them to, to just change from their normal way of life, what life that was common, what they were used to, what they had always done. It was hard for them to just give that up and, and change their way of life, especially since they likely had relatives and and friends who were saying to them, hey, wait a minute, this is how we've always lived. This is what we've always done. Why are you trying to be different now? In our day and time, we face a, a similar situation in that a lot of things that, that are common in our world that we see all of the time, but we, we know that they are contrary to God's Word. We know that they are displeasing to God, but they're normal. They're common. They are the accepted way of life. I'm talking about uh, lying and just dishonesty in general. We've come to a point in our world where that's just kind of the accepted way. Everybody does it. it, it it's okay in our day and time, or at least folks think it is, alcohol consumption. And even 
what we call, we call them recreational drugs. It sounds like we're going out on the playground to play on the swings, but the truth is, those things can, can alter our mind. They affect our thinking and our ability uh, to, to react, and yet they are accepted now. Uh, it's common. Lots of people use those recreational drugs. And while this is ugly and we prefer not to mention it or discuss it or talk about it, what about adultery? What about fornication? What about the LGBTQ lifestyle? Folks, folks, I don't hate anybody. And I'm not going to mistreat anybody. And yet I know what the Bible says about those things. But they've become so common and accepted, people in our day just don't think too much about it. And we're expected to just go along. We're an oddball if we don't. Seems like everybody else is, so why shouldn't we? And the truth is, it would be easier if we would just accept these things, quit preaching about them, quit, quit talking about them, and just, just fall in line and do what everybody else is doing. It would be easier. But Paul tells us in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, he says there, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And then he says, And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Folks, we're in the world. We don't have a choice there. That's, that's where we are. We are in the world, but we must not be of the world. And there is a distinct difference. In the world, yes, that's where we are. That's where we got to live our life. But we can't be of the world. We, we can't conform to everything that's in the world just because everybody else is doing it. And it would make our life easier. You know, in fairness, in fairness, I can actually understand how we could very easily conform to the world. When I was growing up, right here in, in this neighborhood. This, this is where I've, I've always lived. When I was growing up here, my world was really pretty small. <laughs> I didn't know it, uh, but it, but it was. My, my influences were basically the people who were round about me, the people who were just closest to me. My family, of course, but my parents had definite rules at our house, and minding your manners was absolutely required if you didn't want your jaws to get smacked. And so that's the way I grew up. I had good neighbors. Man, I had so many good neighbors around me. I, I, I wish now, I, I try to tell a lot of them in, in this day and time. I've got a little older. I've tried to tell people. I know now how lucky I was to have you around me. And there's some older folks that have passed from this world 
I wish I could say to them, I, I, I really appreciate the influence that you were on me when I was a little boy. I had so many good neighbors. We had three TV channels. But you don't get hurt watching Andy Griffith. Andy and Barney were good guys. You don't get hurt watching Bonanza. I'm telling you, on Sunday night at 8 o'clock, this old boy was watching Bonanza. But Ben and Hoss and little Joe were good guys. Uh, I tried to be like them. They, they did the right thing. And those were the influences that I had. But I, our world is, has changed. I, our world is, is so much bigger now. If you have cable or if you have a satellite dish, you can probably see 100 channels. Maybe, maybe 150 or, or 200. There's a lot of good things on TV to watch. I like to watch college football. On any given Saturday in the fall, man, I can watch football games all day. If I want to, sometimes I have to remind myself, get up out of your chair, there's something you need to do out there. Put down the remote and, and quit watching football games. But, but I like to watch football, and I can do that. But there's also a lot of things on there that we don't need to watch. Things that can influence us in a negative way. And especially can influence our children in a negative way. The internet absolutely amazes me. A lot of you, you grew up with it. You've had it your whole life. Not so with me. It is still a source of amazement to me. All that information right there at our fingertips. We can just reach in our pocket and, and get our phone out and access just about anything that, that we would want to. Got a question? Ask Google. All of that is just right there available to us. And you know what? Social media is actually a good thing. It actually really is. I, I, I like to look at the pictures that, that you guys put on Facebook and you put it on Instagram. I like, I like to look at your pictures. I, I, I really do. But bad people use social media. Who would ever have dreamed that predators would be searching for our children on social media? Parents, please monitor what your children do online and what they do with their phones. And young people, use good judgment yourself. Make good decisions when you're on social media, when you're on Facebook and, and, and Snapchat. Use good judgment. And certainly, children, young people, don't do, don't do things that will hurt people when you're on social media. There's bad people that use social media. Don't be one of them. Modern technology is a great, great thing. And it can help us so much, but it can also influence us in a negative way. That nice little safe world that, that I grew up in is just not there anymore. It, it doesn't exist anymore. That breaks my heart to have to say that. But that nice safe front porch world is just not around anymore. What can we do to protect ourselves from the negative influences of the world. It, it's not all bad. 
but there are negative things out there. How, how can we protect our family from those things? One thing that we can do is just get our priorities straight. The things that are, are really, really important. There, there's a lot of things out there that are not wrong. We make them wrong. We do that by putting too much importance on them. And so they take up all of our time. They take up all of our attention and we neglect, and that's a big word now. Listen to me. We, we neglect. It's on us. We neglect those things that really are important. We, we've got our priorities mixed up. I'm talking about things like coming to church. Is coming to worship service a priority with us? Or is it something we do, if there's nothing else we, we want to do today, well, maybe, maybe we will come to church. You know, our children, our children learn what they see and hear from us. Do they ever hear us saying, we're not going to church this Sunday because there's something else we'd rather do? That's the world talking to us, folks. Are we listening to it? Are we listening to the world? Paul tells us in Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, this is verses 1 and 2. He says, If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. And then he says, Set your affections on things above and not on things on the earth. Paul's just telling us to get your priorities straight. What's important to you? Get your priorities straight. Another thing that will help us is if we will be an active member of the church. James tells us in James chapter 1, this starts at verse 22 and goes through the next two or three verses. James tells us to be doers of the Word and not hearers only, deceiving uh, your own selves. If any man, he says, is a hearer of the Word, but he's not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. He observes himself, and then he goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, he being not a, a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man will be blessed in what he does. Too many folks today are, are hearers, but they're not doers. Now, now coming to, to worship service is a great thing. And if you get yourself up on, on the, the first day of the week and you come to worship, that's a wonderful thing. You, you keep doing that. That's a, that's a great thing. Pat on the back. Keep up the good work. But unless we are active, we won't have the strength to, to fight off the influence of the world. It's a lot like our physical bodies. You know... We could decide, well, I think I've put in my time. I've, I've worked hard all of my life. I'm going to sit down in my easy chair. I'm going to get the TV remote, 
And I'm not going to do anything else. I'm going to sit right here for the rest of my life and take it easy. Well, that sounds pretty good. But you know what will happen? You know what will happen? Our muscles, if, if we just sit there, and we sit there, and we sit there, our muscles will get so weak that when we do decide to, to get up and, and go try to do something, we, we won't have the strength to do it. That's why, that's why therapy has become such a big part of, of modern medicine. The medical folks know now that if a person is sick or, or injured in some way and they're stuck in the hospital for a long time, that therapist is going to come and, and work with them, work their legs, work their arms, and, and help their muscles stay strong. And so when they recover, they'll be ready to get out of bed and go back to their life. Their muscles will be stronger. We've got to use our muscles. In the same way, we have to use our spiritual Muscles, if we want to be spiritually strong. Do you want to resist the world? Do you want to fight off the world? Then you need to be a doer of the Word and not just a hearer. My last point is this. We need to keep trying to learn more and more about God's Word. We are never going to reach the point where we're going to say, I know too much about the Bible. <laughs> That's not ever going to happen. We've got to keep studying God's Word. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, 2 Timothy 2 and 15, this is, this is from the King James Version. Paul tells Timothy to study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The very last verse of the book of 2 Peter, the last thing that Peter says to his readers is, grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm going to say something, and I'm going to try to say it as kindly as kindly as I can. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to be a wise guy. There are ideas out there in the religious world. There are doctrines out there in the religious world that are just not biblical. I, I do not say that to be a wise guy. There are doctrines out there that we just don't find in God's Word. And Jesus tells us in the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter 7, Matthew chapter 7, and this starts at verse 21, Jesus tells us that not everyone who says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and in your name cast out devils and, and in your name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. But if, if we know the Bible 
well enough, we will recognize those, those things. If there is a, a doctrine that is put before us and it's just not biblical, we'll know it. Man-made doctrines won't bother us because we know the Bible. We know the Scriptures and we will recognize those things that are not biblical. We must continue to study the Word. Whether you've been in the church a year or ten years or fifty or sixty years, we must continue to study the Word. We'll close this way. In 1 John chapter 2, 1 John chapter 2, this is verses 15 and 16 and 17. John, John makes this very plain. Every, everything that we have said, John sums it up right here. He says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, then the love of the Father is not in him. Do you love the world this morning? Are you in love with the world? If you are, you don't have the love of God. God God's not there. God, God's not a part of your life. If you are in love with the world. I didn't say that, John did. He goes on and says that that's all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, that's not of the Father, it's of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he who does the will of God abides forever. My friends, you can live a full and happy life in this world and still be a Christian. Contrary to popular belief, it can be done. Now, we can't allow the world to take over our life. We've got to get a priority straight. We've got to be a doer of the Word and not just a hearer. But if we're willing to do that, we can be a Christian who lives in the world but is not of the world. This morning we offer the Lord's invitation. Perhaps you have never obeyed the gospel, and become a Christian. Maybe it's because you're thinking, and I've heard people say this, man, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I, 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 can't, I can't give up everything that I'm doing in the world and, and, and obey the gospel and live a Christian life. I, I, I can't do it. Well, if, if you're willing, if you're willing to get your priorities straight, to study the Word and put it into practice, it's just a matter of being willing to do it. If you're willing, you can obey the gospel and live a Christian life. Even in this world such as it is, you can do it. Repent of your sins. Confess your faith in Jesus Christ as the Son of God. Be immersed in the waters of baptism for remission of sins. We will help you get that done. Perhaps you have been a member of the Lord's church. Well, maybe you didn't get your priorities straight. Maybe you haven't been a doer of the Word the way you should have been. If that's the case with you, repent of those things. Ask for the prayers of the faithful and be restored while we stand and while we sing.